Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Jesso Girls. This episode is coming out a little late. I actually um, did not plan to release an episode this week. Aaron and I were taking a week off. We both have been quite busy, have had a lot happening in our lives, um, and we were going to do some recording for the following week, but um, against <laughs> probably my better judgment because I have a million and one things I should be doing, this is probably the very bottom of my to-do list. No offense, you guys love you. Um, but yeah, there's a lot going on. And But I felt compelled to pick up my mic just now um, and start recording. And I think what pushed me to do that is actually, um, you know, I have some sad news. Um, well, sad for me, but um, my uncle sadly died suddenly of a heart attack on Monday night. And while my uncle had been in poor health for a little while now, he's has struggled with some cancer. Like when I say some cancer, I mean he's had two different types of cancer. He's actually had a heart attack before, um, but he had been on the mend. Like he'd been doing better, and this did still come as a shock. Um, I think anytime someone you care about dies, regardless of the circumstances, it's shocking. You're not really gonna know how you're gonna feel until it happens, and um, this definitely took me off, you know, caught me off guard. I am devastated, if I'm being honest. I, um, I'm devastated because what I think is particularly sad about the, the situation here is that I had not seen my uncle for almost a year because of his health. We had been very careful with COVID of being distant and I hadn't been reaching out probably as much as I should have, truly hadn't. And we were really planning to see each other soon and of course, now that time won't come. And, you know, without this whole episode just being a sob fest, which it is, which basically has been me the past two days, um, I did want to dedicate this episode to Chuck. I'm not going to have the perfect words to do this in memory of him, not even by a long shot. Um, I also obviously know that not all he knew my uncle, so you might be like, okay, why am I listening to an episode about Julia's uncle? Um, I'm going to make it bigger than just about my uncle, and I promise, but I'm going to be talking a lot about some of the the tenets of how he lived and some of the, the things and the wisdom that he imparted on me, and hopefully to share that with you because um, and I'm doing a lot of reflecting over these past, you know, two days of just, like, what my uncle meant to me and, like, why, you know, of course there's no re- there's not even a reason why I'm, I'm sad. I mean, he was a big part of my life since the time I was born, but, like, like why this is just particularly sad and like hitting me in a certain in a just certain a certain way and I think I mean my uncle was a very creative person he did not lead his life like a tr in a traditional way he um, did not go to college and I think for a while maybe was a little bit insecure about that if I'm not I mean he's I think said that as much not even just just I'm not putting those putting that upon him I think my family is very much made of like executives and people who own their own businesses and stuff and he he was a bit more eclectic like he went his own path like he worked at a magic shop for a little bit he played the guitar he wrote music like he's had a bunch of different like different kinds of jobs and just lived a different sort of life than like the majority of my family and I think a lot of people might look at that as like a weakness or something that like oh you know he kind of just you know took a different you know the maybe the the lesser path but I actually you know, just even th in thinking about his life, like, found him to be so much more interesting 
than no offense my other my other family members but i just found him to be such an interesting person because of that and because he didn't do what everybody expected him to do or what you know society says you're supposed to do he was in fact interesting because of that and it was while maybe it was an insecurity of his it was actually his greatest strength too and i wanted to talk about that in this episode because i think a lot of artists can really relate to that i think a lot of us do feel like misfits and that is partly why we are artists or what makes us artists is that we are figuring out you know what makes us us and what makes us us often is not what fit it fits into traditional society and so funny enough when i decided to um you know also kind of quit normal college and go to art school um, while i didn't drop out of college i just shifted gears went to a different school my uncle was so proud of me he was so proud of me because I think he saw that in me long before other people did and he said that he's like I just knew that you were you were different and that you had this special spark of creativity and I could see that and he was so encouraging and I think a lot of my family was really scared when I made this choice to to shift gears my uncle was like so proud and like zero doubts of how I was going to make it work like he was just so proud of me he was so proud of like just the risk I was taking and and knew that it was going to be so much more rewarding and he kept saying that to me so much more rewarding he's so right like it has been so much more rewarding I think than if I had just gone the path that I how I was supposed I felt like I was supposed to go and I just think having a person like that my in my life at the time that I did who was so encouraging and loving and just so like proud of me like truly proud of me like made a world of difference. I'm not saying my parents weren't proud, but my parents were proud slash concerned slash like had a lot of other practical things that like went into that question. Chuck had no questions. It was just pure pride and happiness and joy for me and support. And I think it is so rare that we find somebody in our lives where we tell them our crazy ideas and they just say, yes, absolutely. Like fantastic. I am so proud of you. And if there's one thing that I could take from, you know, Chuck's life and the lessons he's taught me is to try to be that person for other people because it is so rare. The whole world's going to tell you no. The whole world's going to put, you know, cast doubt onto your ideas. But if you could be that one person for somebody else who is just like a beacon of hope and light and love, like it can literally change someone's life. And it, I, I really firmly believe, while maybe I still would have gone the route I did, I think it would have been a heck of a lot harder had I not had someone in my life like Chuck to make it easier. I don't know, maybe, maybe it wouldn't have been, I would have had more fear if I felt like my entire family was like hesitant about my choice, but not Chuck. Chuck knew. He knew. He was very proud and very happy for me. And I I want to like take that from that's what I that's why like I you know I want to dedicate this episode to him and why I think talking about his life, you know, while it is my uncle, I think there is so much to be to to learn from him. I also want to talk a lot about, you know, Chuck's Chuck was also a songwriter and he used to write like just prolifically and he didn't necessarily share his music as much although he would share with people he was comfortable with like he would share it with friends and family at gatherings and he he would do it in a way that like he would just put himself out there like unashamed you know and like would really would go for it and would just pull out the guitar wherever he went and start playing and i know at least for me like i am somebody who gets very stage fright when it comes to like singing and music because i i actually did 
um, belonged to a choir at one point, and I also did practice piano and other instruments, and I was never good at the whole recital gig. It used to scare me so much. Chuck was simultaneously this like kind of rather rather quiet person when you got him talking and we got to know him he was so like fun and, and interesting and then you know he'd pull out his guitar and this person who maybe you thought was a little bit more quiet would just be like the the center of the room and it was like his art and his music was his entry point to have people hear him and listen to his songs and I really think that you know, for me, I know I, when I was little, was kind of socially anxious and would have a hard time going into rooms. And so I would quite literally draw myself into the room. Like I would go to parties as a little kid and I would just start drawing. I'd have like a little, you know, crayons and a piece of paper and I would like draw myself like in the space. Like when I say I, when I, say I drew myself into, room, into the room, I mean, I literally did. And then I would like show it to people. And that was how I entered the space. Chuck did that with his music. And I think that there is something so amazing about the way that he would use music and art as a way to connect with people and really show a side of himself that maybe just talking in words and just like generally like you know couldn't come across and he wasn't ashamed to use that as a tool for him to become you know to show another side of himself and I think that that maybe it wasn't a crowd of 10,000 people that he was playing his music to, but it was a crowd of a few. And he be, was deeply loved by those people. And those people knew him better because of the art he shared with them. And I think that that truly inspired me to start sharing my art because I saw how much, how rich Chuck's life became, you know, at when he was sharing his art and how more deeply he could connect with people when he was sharing his art and his experience in that way. And I encourage you, you know, like, like I said, Chuck didn't perform for hundreds or thousands of people. He performed for maybe five, 10, maybe 20 at some point, but like small groups of people and made a deep, deep impact. And that is a lesson in and of itself. You don't have to share your art with the entire world. You need to share it with the select few or, you know, small people at a time and touch some people's lives, small numbers of people's lives, maybe one at a time if that's, you know, what you feel most comfortable with, but just share because it will make an impact. People will know you better. You will, you know, inspire someone else to create or make music or whatever it is. And just doing that, you know, and getting into that habit of being unashamed to share that side of yourself is so, so important. Another thing about Chuck is that you know, I don't actually know if this is this for sure, but I, I know that I'm pretty sure Chuck ne never made like a dime from his music. Like it, music was purely a passion of his. That is at least my understanding. I, I correct I, my Aunt Kathy, if you're listening to this, like his, his wife, um, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I don't I don't think Chuck really ever did music for profit. Like that wasn't the point for him. And this past weekend, I taught a class for um, a, a plain air class, and it was interesting. It was for a group of people who, uh, so there's an the MBA program at the University of Chicago. There's a club for the partners, so the spouses, significant others 
of the people in the MBA program. And uh, this was an activity for them to do as part of their club. Um, and I went and I did this plein air class. And it, some people, there were actually a couple people who did come who were actually in the MBA program. So, you know, not to stereotype, obviously, I'm not trying to, but there was a couple people in the group who were from the MBA program and who were clearly very analytical minded, like tell me step one, step two, step three, like what, okay, what's the point of this? You know, like very much like get to the point, what's the point? And it definitely caught me off guard a little bit because like, you know, that's, I mean, while yes, I definitely have a point to like why I'm painting and like there's usually like an end image in mind or like a particular goal I have. The way I approach art and I, is not normally like what's the ROI, right? And I think that that was sort of like because of maybe the way their brain is and the way that they have been, you know, in school for is like what's the ROI? And not everyone in the group, by the way, just like one or two. Um, but it was interesting. It got me just thinking. Like I, initially, and then one of the people in the group even said like, um, I guess I just don't have patience for this. Like I'm somebody who needs structure. Which a little kind of was a slightly offensive to me because it was like, what do you mean? You mean I'm like a completely unstructured person, you know, who like, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm not like there's structure in art, obviously, like, but it did like not to digress there. But I, it was an interesting moment for me, though, because I was like, oh, yeah, some people like need everything to have a point to there to be a point. You know, maybe if for them, even if it's like going out with friends, like the point of that is having is is fun. You know, like the point of that is like, okay, it's it's fun. I'm socializing. I'm meeting so and so. You know, or the point of this is I'm getting this degree, or the point of this is that it's paying me to do that, or the point of this is like this is the task I'm doing, like very task oriented. You know, that sort of thing. And Chuck was not wired that way at all. Like. I mean, he was he was very much into exploring for the sake of exploring, um, having you know, creating art for just to see where it, where it went. And he would always like pitch ideas to me of like, you should try this and just see where see where it would go. And it was kind of out of left field sometimes, but I loved it because I was like, I feel like I even get stuck in the what's the ROI, like similar to these people in the MBA program, like, okay, can I sell it? You know, like, and that unfortunately has, has happened to me because of the nature of being a full-time artist with my work um, and needing to make money to make ends meet. But Chuck was always that person I would talk to, you know, at family gatherings or whatnot, who would, was not interested in how the sales were going. Like, I think most of my family, when they ask about how art's going, want to know about sales. Chuck never wanted to know about sales. He wanted to know what I was working on. He wanted to know, like, what ideas I had right then. And it was, like, so nice and refreshing. Like, wow, like, you know, you're right. Like, that, that's the point. Like, it's not about the return on my investment. You know, it's about what am I getting out of this that's like joyful or like what, how am I expanding myself creatively? And I just, I'm going to hold on to that. You know, like I'm really going to try to hold on to that for Chuck and take that with me because it is so easy to lose that in this world. It is so easy to lose that. It, I mean, it is a daily battle for me to not just put, you know, uh, just think of everything with the price tag when it comes to my art because that's just the way like we're structured and that was never the point for him it was purely about like what is you know what can we create that's beautiful and interesting and remarkable and that's chuck you know that's chuck everything was 
you know, about creating something amazing and about creating something that means something to him. And he led his life with, with meaning. And it might have not looked meaningful in the standpoint of like somebody who's like, you know, like I said before, like how much money did you make? How, you know, how many people like did you perform in front of for your with your, uh, you know, with your music, like, were you, he wasn't concerned about being the best musician. He just wanted to be interesting and he wanted to use his art to connect with people and, and grow and have something to actually say. The kind of music Chuck like liked was not always the music that like was popular, actually quite the opposite. It was usually like more like folk stuff that had like a deep meaning. And I think that, you know, I, I can see myself losing that sometimes and I just, you know, I'm going to try my best to keep Chuck's memory alive and keep talking about him um, because I'm going to miss those conversations with him. I'm going to miss that and I hope that you guys have someone in your life like Chuck. You know, I hope every artist has someone in their lives like Chuck. Yeah, I do. He was the best, and he's going to be deeply missed. So probably keep talking about and mentioning Chuck for a little while now, and maybe you guys will get to know him a little bit with, you know, um, we'll get to know him better, you know, now. I wish, you know, I'd had more episodes. I wish I could have done an interview with him on the podcast. Um, there's a lot I wish, but I hope that you guys hug your loved ones. You know, life can change in a split second. Um and that you go and you say thank you to some of your creative mentors because they may not always be the people who are, you know, the big shots. They might just be the person who's just always there and supporting you and who wants to know about how you're really doing. Thank you guys for listening. I love you and I appreciate you. And I'm so grateful that you guys listened to this episode and heard a little bit about my Uncle Chuck. See you guys next week.